0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, let's check in with uh Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Um, I'm gonna look at you funny, Kevin. Um have you got a have you got a starting lineup for me for Arkansas basketball?
1: Um yeah, you know, I, I don't. I'm not prepared, uh, you know. And, and really, it's to me, it's the, about the rotation because we've seen Mussman change. The well, you got a twelve
0: percent chance
1: of getting it right. Sure I do. but I, that's what I'm saying. I don't even think there's a right because he's going <laughs> to change it. He, he's had to. He's had to tweak that roster, that rotation. Uh, you know, back to back elite eight seasons. He's had to tweak it, and you know, I had injury issues the first year. Uh, and had to had to change things when Isaiah Joe went out. And in the past two seasons, aside from a couple of injuries, he's also had Arkansas has had some slow starts in the SEC play. He's changed it. Uh, I, I could, you know, if I was naming a starting group right now, it's probably going to be different by the time we actually get to October, getting ready for the start of the, the regular season. But you know, I got to think your three five star freshmen, Trevon Brazil, the the, the transfer from Missouri. Um, one of the twins is going to be in that top rotation. I'm thinking Ricky Council, Devo Davis, um, you know, Jalen Graham. So I think you've got seven or eight guys, uh, who, you know, who I basically just mentioned that are going to be probably in line to get those rotation minutes. And anything that breaks into that group means another freshman, uh, you know, out of the six-player freshman hall. And you can't rule that out because those guys were highly rated, too. No, they're not five stars. Um, So if if it was me making the call tomorrow, making a starting lineup, I'm going Nick Smith, Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, Devo Davis, and Trevon Brazil. That's that's my five. That's who I'm running out on the court day one.
0: And you got Brazil at what we think of as the five. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a
1: versatile guy. I think we're going to see some big lineups. And I think he's a guy that you can, you know, he, he he's versatile enough. He can handle a little bit. He can stretch the floor a little bit. I think you could put him out there with one of the twins. I mentioned to see, are he and Graham too similar to him on the floor much together? And then I think Jordan Walsh in that 3-4 combo role, you know, it's going to be interesting to see him because I think him as a 3-4, and in, in Brazil, there's so much versatility there. And I think defensively, both of those guys have a chance to be elite. I know Jordan Walsh does, and I believe Brazil has the tools to be that. Now We'll see. We'll see what happens. But everything I'm hearing so far, guys, from practices now getting into week two, obviously you expect the defense to be ahead of the offense. But there's so many – there's so much versatility with this roster and the way Muslims recruited defensively. Now he does have positionless basketball when you talk about defense because a guy like Jordan Walsh can defend four positions. He defended five in high school. He'll, def- he'll be able to defend four at this level. I think Trevon Brazil, again, is versatile. Um, and Anthony Black, we saw his defense in-, in Team USA's 6-0 run to that gold medal. Competition steps up, obviously. But bigger players, older players, more talented players than what he saw over there. But he, he he plays a smart brand of basketball defensively, and then he has the physical tools. So I just think um, so far it's been defense, defense, defense. Obviously a guy like Nick Smith Jr. is going to have the ball in his hands a lot. I think we're going to see Anthony Black. I expect more from Devo Davis this year uh, as a guy that's going to produce on that offensive side, and I, I think Arkansas will figure that out. But they're going to hang their hat on that defensive end again, and we know that's been the catalyst two years running. For back-to-back Elite Eights, I love I love running down a list of stuff. Back-to-back Elite Eights, final national top ten rankings, and the last two years combined the best overall SEC record and best record against SEC teams, whether that's regular season, combination of that, and the SEC tournament.
2: Kevin, I have to just mention to you that when you say it's typical the defense is ahead of the offense, I would say maybe with Muscleman teams, but for the most part, no. If you watch pickup games, it's all about scoring, and you got guys—you got guys that have come in who come in here with you know twenty-point averages in high school and all that kind of stuff. It's all about scoring, so if Arkansas's defense is good now, that is a that that's almost astonishing to think how good they could be uh, if that's what their priority is at this point. Don't you think? Well,
1: several things. I think physically, some of these guys are just better. Maybe that's why they're five stars. That's why they're some of the premium players that were coming out of the portal, but they may be better collectively than Arkansas's had from day one. We've seen Arkansas teams struggle to get their defense. You know, the, uh, two years ago, the Moses Moody group and that, that freshman class came in. They struggled for a while with their lateral movement and they made adjustments with the personnel, how they did things, how they ran, how they ran their schemes to overcome that. Uh, so for, I think just from a physical standpoint, this group walked walked onto campus better than any group Musman's had, and so they're going to still learn where they need to be. This is not something they just walk up there and they're great defensively. They're going to have to learn all the nuances of his defensive schemes and where to, positioning, footwork, communication, uh, what the assignments are, not just yours, but how do you help. All these things are going to work into really how good they're going to be. But everything I'm hearing so far is it's just instinctually – And talent, physical talent and some of the other stuff, the the IQ, this is probably a group that if you look at it, and based on what's happening in the early stages, it looks like a team that's going to be really good defensively. And so, yeah, there's still a learning curve, though, Rick, and I think it's a good point. Um, But, you know, there's no guarantee that defense will be ahead of offense. Um, But with Musselman, there's so much nuance on both sides of the ball. And if all your guys that you brought in are really physically gifted, and have that ability to defend multiple positions. I'm not surprised that the defense is ahead of the offense.
0: Let's talk with Steve. Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
3: Hello, gentlemen. gentlemen. What's up, buddy? Uh, And I got to say, Arkansas is not out of gas.
2: No. Not by any means. No.
3: I've never seen a day that wasn't prepared to play.
2: That's right.
3: And uh, Rick, you know, yesterday you was talking about the uh six uh three six setup that the uh, SEC in yeah. football is looking at. Yes. What I would like to see is uh LSU, Ole Miss, and Texas be the permanent opponent. Because Arkansas and Ole Miss has been playing for a very oh. long time.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Because I know for uh the fact that uh for thirty years that Arkansas No Miss had stopped the series because of a game that took place in Little Rock and a lot of fights uh, broke out and a lot of whiskey bottles <laughs> were thrown at one another.
2: <laughs> Long before and you So Arkansas born. No yes. Miss
3: decided to uh <laughs> yeah,
2: cool the right. series for a while. That's correct. Yeah. Sixty one. They went from nineteen sixty one to nineteen eighty nine. Or excuse me. Uh, excuse me. To 81, 20 years, except for a couple of bowls against each other. That's correct.
3: And then, of course, uh, we've been playing LSU because I think the first time we played them was in the Cotton Bowl in 1947 because it was a 0-0 ball game. Am I not correct on that?
2: They actually met in the uh, 1900s because it was 1908 when Arkansas beat LSU to finish an undefe- undefeated season. So they've been playing for a long time, and they played regularly. And of course, Arkansas and, and
3: Texas. I mean, right? Uh, you know, I'd like to play them because you know we were a rivalry with Texas.
2: Correct. And you not in their that, eyes, but you in Arkansas's eyes. But no, not in their eyes because right. they
3: did. They thought we were nothing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, well, they respected Arkansas, but Arkansas wasn't their biggest rival, and never will be. But
3: anyway, guys, Stan. Uh, uh, they're not running out of gas, and they this could be a secret happening. They could win a national championship. Talk to you later, guys.
0: Thank you, Steve. Joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Uh, I've got a question for you, Kevin, from our Asher Record Service Company. Life feed and feedback. Go, Glove Benson. Wonder where what position he got that go glove. Anyway, uh, Kevin, I've seen all the talk from other recruiting guys that say if Fall goes, if Fall goes to college, it'll be Arkansas. Also with blocker and Ron Holland, we're looking at another top three class. Uh, I must confess, if Fall F A L L goes to college, it will be Arkansas.
1: Bayfall, uh, the 6'10", five-star, national wow. top 15 out of Denver. His, gotcha. His, I've got to, I've gotten to see him play in person multiple times over the years, and including back in April in the second live period in, in Spartanburg, South Carolina. He and his teammate on the Colorado Hawks playing on the Adidas circuit, Asani Diop, another 6'10", very versatile, both of them. Um, so Bayfall's top 15, national five-star, DOPS, a top 40 player, so a high level four star, but both of these players took unofficial visits to the Arkansas Kentucky game in February. Uh, they're, you know, like I said, having watched them over the years in person, very impressed with them uh, as players. And so I think the national rankings are, are spot on with where they're at. Um, and and I spoke to their their mentor, their guardian, and their AEU coach, uh, Mr. Gregory Willis, just a few weeks ago, and I wrote about this one in one of my Hogfield.net recruiting articles. But he said they're likely to take their official visits to Arkansas um, in, in either August or September. Or excuse me, September October. Now, he also uh, said they had an upcoming official visit to uh, Auburn this month, um, and they'll, they'll probably take some other visits. But I think Arkansas is in great shape there. The, call, the, the, the feedback, you know, brought up the fact that if you got Bay Fall, Ron Holland, um, and Layden Blocker, that's another you know top three class. Um, and, and it could really well, very well play out that way because we know Ron Holland's also a top 15. ESPN's got him at number four overall five-star. Layden Blocker's knocking on that five-star door right there at number 28 on ESPN. Uh, so, you know, you know, that's probably pointing towards a top five class, if, if not top two or three. Uh, you know, Arkansas signed six players in the top 100 last year, including three five-stars. Obviously, where you fall in recruiting rankings depends on what other teams are doing as well. But just those three would be an outstanding class, and probably put Arkansas, you know, up there somewhere.
0: All the way from Huntsville, Alabama. Let's talk with Razorback Dude. Razorback Dude, good afternoon.
4: Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. I am Carter from Huntsville, Alabama. The number one. The Place in America to live, and I of the number one with horse show in America.
2: <laughs> so, well, I don't know if we're number one in America, but uh, Hunt, there must be something really good about Huntsville. I've seen that survey. It must be a wonderful. Was it when you moved there, or have you always lived there?
4: <laughs> uh, I I moved here from you no know, Germany. I was in military, and I moved oh, okay. in 80s. Okay. And I have been here ever since. But, but I'm originally from, you know, Arkansas, and I was graduated from Arkansas Tech in Russellville, right, so. where Randy is right now in Russellville. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. That's great. Good for you. Yes.
4: Yes. And I have a question from Dr. Scoop a Hoop Scoop.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, my question is, out of the 13 scholarship of basketball players, how many of them only will have
1: one-year eligibility. You know, the one who did the plan. It
2: sounds like he's asked
1: me of the transfer players in this
2: class.
1: Yes. How many of of those only have one year? All of them. Correct.
4: All of them. You know, how many of them? And then I have a second question, with you follow up
1: with the answer.
2: So how many just have one year?
1: Yeah, I mean, all of them have multiple years. Um, so, so none of them no, are no, just no,
2: limited to
4: one I mean, with one year left. One year left. That's what he's saying.
2: Well, right, what in he's one year. One year. Is that every every incoming transfer has more than one year, according to what? Correct. If, COVID, two years, well, if no, you take away COVID. Well, if you take away COVID,
0: Devo Davis would be a senior next year. Right.
2: But he okay. still has
0: an extra year. So that really. He's not into his last year. Kamani Johnson is the one senior who has the one year left in regards right, to eligibility. But, it, but, but he, he didn't just transfer
1: it. in. So, if, just based on the five no. that did, all of them have more than one year of eligibility.
4: Okay. And then if that here was here the my question.
1: Second, <laughs>
4: yeah. Here's my second question How many of those, the ones who don't get enough, no playing time, How many of those are willing to wait
1: at least one more year to try to get more playing time? Yeah. That's always going to be a fascinating question. I mean, Derek Melsman just turned the roster over, effectively. 11 of the 13 are newcomers, six freshmen, five transfers. And And you probably had three or so players that left because they weren't playing, and they need playing time. They expect playing time. Uh, are they going to get it where they transfer to? That remains to be seen. But, you know, that was those were mutual partings, by the way. I think Arkansas was looking to upgrade its roster. Uh, by Eric Mussman's mm-hmm. standards and his viewpoint of who was going to play and the guys that weren't playing, seeing the writing on the wall. You know, so mutual moving on. And so you're going to see more of that, I think, every year. I don't think you're going to have a clean recruiting cycle where guys are leaving because they're out of eligibility and you're just replacing those scholarships with new recruits. You're going to see a lot. There's still going to be a – you know, a transient nature of moving on if you're not playing, and that some guys aren't only, you know, they're out of eligibility. But in this case, only Kamani Johnson, who was already on the roster, you know, yeah. wraps up his eligibility after this next season. So any other movement is because guys are either going pro early or they're transferring out. And every situation okay. that I've seen where there's been a transfer out of the program with Eric Musman there. It's been at least mutual. I I I don't think he's been really surprised. Now, some of the guys that turned pro, he would have liked to retain that still had eligibility, and and every one of those have decided to go ahead and and turn pro. Okay.
4: Well, let's see what my question is. Are there any of them, are they looking to just last for one year and not just give it a couple of seasons before they see if they're going to get enough playing time or not? I mean, how long does that's
2: that hard.
0: Wait? That's hard to answer. I mean, until you, until <laughs> you know how it's the season to, plays itself we, out.
1: Yeah, we don't. Well, we don't know which ones are going to get playing time. We right. don't know which ones. The way the rotations work, some guys start out playing more and don't get as much time, and then it flips for others. So it could, you know, that could be something that's very fluid, and I expect it will be, and we'll know more like we do every year now in the spring when, when as soon as the season ends. Things started happening. That news cycle just keeps going daily, and that's how it's been it the last two seasons at Eric Nelson's program. You get to the Elite Eight. You didn't advance past that. And then that day after day, it didn't seem like they even took time to get home and take a breath. There's a player leaving, player being added from the portal. Kevin, All kinds of gotta go. you, Kevin. got to right okay, go. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Ray Thank you. Thank you.